GMGM, friends and DGENs, welcome to JPEGs, your one-stop show for the world of non-fungible tokens. My name is Mike DeMazzo, and I'm hyped that you're here. On this episode, we have one of the founders of Animo, Magic Trash Bag. The team from Animo are industry vets that has worked with Warner Brothers, Activision, Epic Games, and more. Animo has a game in development as well as physical pieces for your Animo NFT. Check them out after this interview. GMGM. We are joined here by Magic Trash Bag from Animo, Autonomous Nuggets in Mech. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Magic Trash Bag, how are you today? Good, good. I'm doing pretty well. Can't complain, really. Really happy with how the project's going and how everything is progressing. Awesome. So I have some questions for you as we you know, kick off and learn more about Animo is first, when did you first get into NFTs? Ooh, me? So I'm going to go by my OpenSea registration date, which says March 2021. Um, That's when I originally made the account. But to be perfectly honest, I really got into it in June, July, Mm -hmm. which really sucks because I kind of missed the whole Bored Ape thing and I was there for it. But yeah, I mean, I was also there for the month, the mutant apes, and I also missed that. I didn't click mint, and I regret it now, but it's all good. I've learned a ton since then, and it's been a fun ride. It's definitely hard to kind of justify it if you were coming into that space and like prices are like that high, you know? Mm-hmm. So I could totally get it. And there's always another opportunity. There's another new project coming along. Yeah, definitely. Why did you get into NFTs and like, what was your first mint like mm, around June timeframe? It's a good question. My first mint, I believe was Boss Logic's Gauntlet. Oh. Yeah. And it was an expensive one too. Like I think it minted at 0.27 oh, or 0.24. Really, really expensive. And that was a tough one to get rid of too. I think I sold it for mint price. Okay. Okay. Maybe like two months ago, a month ago or something. And I kind of got into this space after the whole concept of, you know, these non-fungible tokens clicked. And the kind of thought process behind that was like, okay, so what's changed here that these pictures are now worth thousands of dollars, right? Like, and if you look at it from a very simple perspective, which is like the picture has always been there, like it's always existed. JPEGs, they've been around for decades. What changed was the technology backing the potential ownership behind some of these and you know how these contracts work and you know terms and conditions they establish but it's basically the tech behind it that's what made me like i guess super bullish on the whole thing i actually had a job at the time too <laughs> i quit that i actually had two jobs i quit full time in july and then moved on to like contract work cuz i was doing really well so i just shifted to that it, it just made more sense for me like financially and all that stuff and then I ended up quitting that as well after I kind of, you know, talked to McNuggets about starting a project. I just ended up pulling the trigger on that. So yeah, I guess it's going pretty well. It's just been more fun to build. It's insane to think of that progression of like, I had two jobs, then I quit, and it's <laughs> like here we are now and everything. Yeah, like it reminds me of the Paul Rudd gif, like, look at us. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. You know? It's literally that feeling, right? Like, you know. Six months ago, like almost to the date, I was working nine to five, right? Mm-hmm. Um, granted, it was like a job at the game industry. So it's not like 
you know, bad job or anything like that, but it's a completely different thing that running your own project and, you know, kind of shaping this product into something you and your community want to see moving forward. It's totally different things. Nice. Nice. So you said boss logic was one of your first, you switched over to go full web three full time with Animo, with you guys' company and everything. So at the time before, like right after Boss Logic's drop, who would you say like are some of your favorite artists and you know collectors out there in the NFT space? Like, did you sell your own work prior to that, or at any so, time? Not really, because I'm not really like I wouldn't call myself an artist more than mm-hmm. a designer. I like taking it art and making it functional in a short way to put it, I guess. So maybe code and art where that meets, that's where I kind of am. Um, I originally started my career as a software engineer, actually, and ended up doing UX design. So it all fits. But yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to mostly in the space, just trying to see what can be developed. I guess my focus is on the utility part of the NFTs. Okay. I actually really love that. It's something different that's being brought to the table as far as from what I've seen of, oh, here's this PFP, here's our utility of merch or whatever different token. And you actually have... Airdrop. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, no, I (laughs) can keep going. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's something something I said back in like November. And that was a very nice prediction that I'm very proud of, that there was going to be a lot of creative charge in this industry and not a lot of way to funnel it. Yes. You know, you have a couple of outlets. You have Decentraland, you have Sandbox, you have World Wide Web 3 now. But there's very few places that you can take. You're just the PFP, right? Like I'm talking maybe your board ape, right? Your crypto punks that don't have necessarily a game behind it or something utility focused, I would say, at least not yet. So that's kind of the mindset I had going in. And that also like came into Animo as well. Okay. I think the really awesome thing too is you coming from a gaming background is when you see communities promise like, oh, this, we will have a game. They'll show a video, you know, but it's not necessarily like that's the game. And you kind of come from it where like, I know this industry, (laughs) I've seen it. And yeah. Is it as easy as everybody has been putting? No, (laughs) it's not. It's like I try to tell this to a lot of people is that if you can't answer a simple question, like what's a game genre, right? Mm -hmm. Then don't buy into the product. Not going to go like, well, and a ton of these projects are like that, right? Like they'll go like, oh yeah, buy our collection or get this new NFT. We'll do a game. It's like, okay, but what game are you doing? Are you doing a shooter? Are you doing an RPG? It's something that should be very, very simple to answer. Like, you don't have to go into details. Like, there's tons of shooters. There's Call of Duty. There's CSGO. Mm -hmm. They're very different to even the battlefields. Just letting me know you're doing a shooter already, like, puts me at ease. But some projects cannot answer that question. And it's like, what's going on in this space? But that's where you see opportunity as well, right? To, like bring in a serious project and a serious effort to create something of value. So with you being able to like see that with other games, and I'm sure you've seen like play to earn games right now, Axie Infinity being one of the largest, what would you say Animo is as a baseline of what kind of game is this? You know? Yeah. So for genre, we're aiming for kind of like a top down shooter. 
I don't want to say twin stick because it's, mm. but it's kind of twin stick. You don't like shoot with the second stick. You shoot with like the trigger still. You just aim with that second stick. And I say stick because it supports gamepad as well as mouse and WASD. But yeah. For our listeners that aren't aware, what is a two stick? Oh yeah, shooter. twin stick shooter. Twin stick. Um, sorry, twin stick shooter. Yes. So a twin stick shooter is a game genre where you control a character from a top-down view, and the left stick controls the movement, and the right stick controls either shooting or aiming direction. So think about asteroids, for example. Okay. If you had two joysticks. One controls the movement, and the other turn to shoot. Or tanks would be a better example. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. So something like that. Obviously, it's a bit more complicated since you add two guns to, you know, every animo. Then you have the different parts, which will have like different stats. But all of these is theoretical, by the way. We're still ironing out these details. But that's kind of the direction we're going in. Gotcha. Yeah, I feel like right now people don't realize like the amount of detail each asset is provided in the animo. And obviously the first thing they'll see is like, oh, the animal, who's the pilot, you know, <laughs> piloting yeah. the back like I got an ape because as an ape, I felt like I needed to be aligned. <laughs> Fair enough. That's why we added the apes. So the apes could be, they could identify as well. You guys knew, you guys just knew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was doing like animal PFP. So what if we just put all the animals into one collection? There you go. Yeah. So as I started looking into it, I was all like, oh, wow, like, okay, I'm going to need that armor, that like side gun. And there's a lot, but I'm all like, okay, I'll have to pay more attention. What would you say your favorite part of the design was for Animo? I think my favorite thing is hitting the play button that we have in Blender, because every time you hit it, something new comes up, a new combination, Mm -hmm. new pilot, parts, new everything. And it was just really fun going through every iteration. I don't think I went through every iteration possible, to be honest. Like, I think that would be in the billions or something. But we had a couple of like test kits that we used just to make sure everything was fine. But definitely that, like just hitting play and seeing what came up, right? Because the input's a bunch of numbers. You're like, okay, give me part this, rarity two, item five. And that's kind of like the serial number. And then boom, you get the final model just built. Oh my gosh. I've never messed with Blender until this year. And it's a lot, but it's like a new unlock for me of like, okay, I found NFTs. Like, you know, I like this, like my familiarity with like blockchain and everything. And then now it's like, oh, what's Blender? Oh, I could do this. (laughs) It's like, it's just amazing. I just want to say like the work that you guys do is... I could. To be honest, it's very multidisciplinary. Like uh, here, the first thing we get, I'll take you through kind of like the pipeline of how an animo goes from like, I guess, an idea to this final render. The first thing that happens is Nuggets, who is an extremely talented 3D modeler and mech engineer. He (laughs) designs all these parts in a very specific combination. Mm -hmm. So we've posted before, you have the top, the legs, the different items, and then the front part. So he makes a set of those. So basically those four parts. We then throw that into Blender, bring down the poly count just a tad so that Blender can run. Otherwise, like it just takes ages just to do anything. Like honestly, just control Z, just walk up, 15 minute walk, be back. It's not even done. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it can be pretty, pretty stressful to work on that file. 
So we kind of managed it this way. So the file gets reduced in size a little bit because the poly count is in the millions. And then we throw that at the code we have in Python, which I did the first version and then Hoyal helped me like figure out the rest. He built a really nice system that connects the metadata and then builds out this part. Oh my gosh. I love that. Like for those that's unaware, like they probably just see like, oh, they just (laughs) put that image together. Like, no, it's a whole asset that's able to do this. And to be honest, like this process is fairly common in game development. Mm -hmm. You'll see it happen a lot with skins, for example, Mm -hmm. with cosmetic items. Like you will need a system in game to replace maybe like an arm or a weapon or something. So it's kind of like the similar logic, right? So it's not like we invented anything new. We just brought what we knew from our experience in the game industry. Because I think all of us have like 10 plus years making games. Wow. So it's just like, pulling all of that together into this project. That's awesome. I was messing around actually with Blender because there was something I had that you could use as an asset in VR chat. And I thought it was just like, oh, cool. Like, it's just, I'm going to upload it. I'm going to go put it on and then just try out that skin. And it was like, no, you have to do X amount of steps that I've never done. (laughs) I'm sure it's like rigging, making sure all the bones are fine, the skin weights and all that stuff, testing it out. It can be a lot of work. Like that's Mm -hmm. normally you don't have like one 3D artist for this. You'll have like McNuggets as a concept artist, but then that 3D model goes to like a 3D generalist who does a process called retopology, which is basically reducing the poly count by remodeling the entire thing on top of the existing model. Think of it as wrapping a new model around the existing one. If not, you can just search a YouTube video of free topology and you'll get it like immediately. But then from there, it goes to rigging so that you have the skeleton to animate it. Then it goes to the animator so they can make all the idle poses, punches, whatever you want. From there, it goes to whoever implements it in the game engine. And then finally to the end player. Wow. Just the steps that like people that are unaware are like getting to know right now. That's amazing. And And this is just for the art, right? Like then you have to add the code on top of this for functionality inside the game. Oh man. Like how does your character determine which animation to play, whether it's moving forward, backward, idle, if it's rotating, like the top part, all of these things also tie into how the model gets set up. And that's kind of like the whole picture, not just the art. Yes. Yeah, you're really bringing the utility to it. So, <laughs> so much depth to it. So with Animo, do you plan to have it as a play to earn? So I think play to earn is kind of a buzzword at the moment. Because <laughs> um, in theory, Counter-Strike is a play to earn game, for example. Yeah. I mean, you do Mm -hmm. get skins that can immediately translate into fiat value. So just because it's not on the blockchain doesn't mean you're not earning, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of buzzwordy. I think we will have play to earn in a sense that you will always be able to sell the parts and things maybe that you earn, whether they're color themes, different new parts or different parts, or, you know, who knows what we end up rewarding players with in the future. But in that sense, I guess it can be called play to earn. Okay. And go back to your NFT journey. I was just curious, what was some of your biggest mints that you had? And what would you say was one of the ones that's like a, a miss? Like you're like, oh okay. my gosh, why did I buy this? Like, <laughs> Okay, so miss in the sense of like the floor went to zero. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Funnily enough, I minted Slim Hoods because I thought the art was amazing. And then the floor for that went to like 0.001. But what I ended up doing was buying more. <laughs> and then it yes. just like, it went up to one ETH, but I sold way before that when I regret it. It was a nice mint. It had some bittersweet moments throughout. I think my best mint has been Angry Ape Army. Ape Army, okay project by one of the artists from like the mandalorian and a bunch of other series oh, wow. amazing project i think floor is sitting at like two eth right now i sold mine again way too early uh, <laughs> i had four i unloaded three of them at like 0.4 and then one of them at one five so it was all right like it was a nice gain for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. um and i wanted to like buy back in when the floor was a bit low, but I didn't because I got, well, I mean, I was going to say I got distracted by Animo, but I was kind of like full time on that. So I completely <laughs> forgot to get back in. And then I saw the floor at two and just regretted it so much. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Slim Hood was definitely the one that I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And I just like, I bought some and just kind of forgot about it. And I saw the floor <laughs> and I was like, yes. Nice. Um, but the angry, what was it called? Angry Ape? Angry Ape Army. Army. Okay. I'll have to look at that one. It's crazy to see all the different projects that launch under the same keyword. So many monkeys. Yeah. So many monkeys, dude. They're like, uh, ape. Okay. We'll have to use that ape. Is there like a... How many ape derivatives are there at this point? Like just from like little babies, kids, ape clubs. There's so many. There is. And then right now... There's the derivatives that's like straight up derivatives, but it's like, that's it. It's almost like a rug pull because you know, they're not going to build anything yeah, on top. Much. It builds up a hype of, Hey, the first thousand is free. So what ends up happening is people see people are aping into it. And for people it- who are watching in the future, this is what happens when ETH hits like three K <laughs> people just degen into all the possible derivatives. Like, yeah. For posterity's sake, this is what happens. Don't let it get back down to 3K. Save us from this. Oh my gosh. You know what's crazy? I haven't even checked what the price is right now. I'm just like, okay, more ETH, more NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, same to be honest. I saw it was like a 3K this morning and then I didn't check again. I was too scared. Oh my gosh. When did you first purchase uh, ETH? Oh, that was way, way back ago. I want to say like 2019 maybe. I started just dripping into the account, seeing how it moved. Very little amounts, nothing crazy. And then I, you know, obviously as it started ramping up, ramping up more and more with time, that's when I started getting convinced about the entirety of the blockchain movement and NFTs in general. And, you know, one thing led to another, right? Here you are now. Did you get into any DeFi, decentralized finance? Yeah, I'm a bit into Radium and Aave. I think it's called. Yep. Mostly for like liquidity pools, a bit of farming and radium, nothing too crazy. Mostly yeah. safe place, I would say. Got you, got you. Wow. Yeah, definitely for me, it was like 2017. And then it was just, like you said, just spying little by little. I didn't really get into the space as much. I knew of Crypto Kitties, but what happened was I had left for deployment. And then when I came back, it was just like, Wow, the whole space just everything changed. Changed. I mean, do <laughs> you know now you could be gone for like two days or a day even? There's so many things that change. Yeah. Especially in the NFT space. 
So I have a question. What is your one year prediction for NFTs and Animo? Okay, so for NFTs, I kind of agree with a sentiment that's floating around that 2022 is a year of NFT games. I mean, it's only natural that we're going to start seeing a lot of projects that started working in September, October last year, coming to fruition this year, especially, you know, these long-term game projects that don't take a couple of weeks to build, not snake on a browser or an endless <laughs> runner, you know, these kind of freebie templates that you can just get off Unity and deploy with some reskin of an art and then call it a day. That's not to like bad mouth templates, like, if you use them properly, they're a really powerful tool that can save you a lot of money. And that's ultimately very good for your holders because it allows you to redeploy that capital in some other features or some other things. But I've seen it also abused in the space. But yeah, definitely NFT games 2022. For Animo, I would like to see us kind of explode, I hope, <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, I definitely have not many expectations for the game. I don't want to say esports because that's not something you build for, but it would be cool to see competitive animo gameplay of some sort. That would be wonderful. We'll rent out the crypto arena. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That happens. No, just kidding. Well, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, you don't um, know. Yeah, it's classified. <laughs> I'll just go with that. But yeah, it's some competitive gaming would be really cool to see because I don't think I've seen too many successful esports endeavors in NFTs yet. I've seen teams trying to kind of seek the corporate hands in, but not in a good way that's, you know, bringing this utility, bringing fun, something people want to actually do instead of just idle clicking, earning money. So yeah. What's, the, what's the common type of NFT game do you see that's like another clone copy? You know, it's like based off of you know what you've seen around i think there's going to be a lot of shooters really so, i feel like i haven't seen any yet i don't know if i want to call Proper. out projects in public oh no, no, i'm sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i personally don't mind fighting a few on twitter but you know <laughs> um, <laughs> i'm not too shy of fighting but i don't think i've seen too many shooters yet i just say it mostly because it's one of the easiest genres to develop for Oh, okay. If you're making like a serious like attempt at NFT games, it could be a low-hanging fruit. I think action RPGs are a low-hanging fruit as well. There's one called Big Time right now that I think will do really well. It's led by one of the Decentraland co-founders, mm -hmm. I believe. I actually held the pass for that one quite a bit. Sold for profit, of course. I'll get back in whenever it comes yeah, out. It's another one of the... That's also one of my rules. Like, Don't just buy in... 10 months before a game comes out, there's no reason to like, unless the NFT is like really cool. Like this was just a pass, right? Like a, basically a piece of paper, a JPEG, not nothing too crazy mm -hmm. until that comes out. There's no real reason to buy unless it's going to actually like moon. And then, I mean, yeah, you're going to be priced out if you don't. But I think for example, this big time project, they came out with different tier passes. So it's always like a safe bet to just go for the lower tier pass mm -hmm. later on. Maybe when they release a beta or something. What else? It's crazy that you mentioned shooters. And my first thought is like FPS, like Valorant. But yeah, I don't know if we're like at that level yet. It's not too difficult, to be honest. Like, oh, okay, if you okay. put together, like, I think with a budget of like 10 million and a team of 
20, 30 good developers and artists, you can probably get something close to that, like a very good like product level. So it's not like a crazy budget. You know, some of these projects raise from three to 20 million just in NFT sales, right? Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever talk about like Animo's storyline or lore even? So that's actually something we're pretty lacking in. Just, I mean, McNuggets is a concept artist, he's an artist as well. Hoyal is a developer and I'm a UX designer, so we don't have any like storytellers in the group, let's say. But we've had a few community members kind of come up and oh, I love it. volunteer for the role. So that's another thing. We have a great community of like really talented people who can just like fill in the roles that we need moving forward. So that's going to be great like when we expand the team. That's awesome. I've been in the Discord and I've watched like the couple of videos of kind of putting the mech together and I just get mm-hmm. stuck. I just get stuck and it's just like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's pretty relaxing. It's, yeah, like- it's very zen, like just watching it. It's like an hour and a half of relaxing building robots. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. two of those, by the way. So definitely check those out because again, it's really nice to see how everything's done behind the scenes. Yes. Yes. You guys are definitely showing building it out in public and just showing the value with your community and everything. I have another question is how would you enter the space now? If you were to give this advice to someone brand new, look outside, looking in thinking like, okay, like I just got my job in the video game industry. Suddenly I see like all these NFTs these mechs <laughs> and i'm just wondering how can i get in there you know like should i get a boss logic <laughs> drop <laughs> definitely don't get the gauntlet um <laughs> it was a pretty tough sell i'm not gonna lie not to fud the guy he's super talented at what he does but i would say buy something and just be ready to lose 100 percent of that money just so you know what the process is like and then you have like a couple of options, right? You could probably make a DGen wallet if you have the money for that and then just see where that takes you. It's probably going to be a lot of lessons learned along the way with that <laughs> wallet. But that's kind of the idea, right? Like just hit a few road bumps, see why you messed up, why wasn't this a good mint, what were the red flags, and try to learn as much as you can from people who have already hit those bumps. Might save you a few dollars here and there, a few ETH. Yeah, just try to learn as much as you can from people who've done it before. Like that's number one rule, I would say. Nice. Nice. And then is there anything else you would like to add to the listeners? You guys are amazing. Make sure to like, subscribe, <laughs> comment, retweet, or whatever the kids do these days. Yeah. <laughs> well, Magic Trash Bag, <laughs> where can people find you and the Animo team? So you can find us on Twitter at AnimoNFT. I'm sure it'll be in the description or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. All everybody's. Um, yeah, cool. And then for me, at Magic Trash Bag, but also make sure you follow the other team members at McNuggets, at Tootsalute, and at Hoyal underscore HG. It's all in our Twitter account anyways. And I think it's on the website as well, animo.art. So yeah, make sure you check us out. Awesome. Thank you so much again for making your time coming to the interview. And you have a great one. You too, man. Thanks for giving us the time. Awesome.